generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Can you pray in the Holy Ghost? Zavina gratus precatali tambalotenia, sungala dovish. Ora cobra liga dovra libidula balia, sinda vrola batina da dagush. In a grass of rally sovralia tada, sindalaku. In a gush imbrala sivra la capati la tuja. Zuze gavali prontanimas cabla tovradish. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In John 11, there's a story of Lazarus who had, who had died for a couple of days and Jesus comes on the scene. He has to do something about it because he's invited to do something about it. And I'm going to pick up the story from verse 38. Then Jesus again groaning in himself came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, that's John was the one, sorry, Lazarus was the one that was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time, this thing is stinking. It's a forgotten issue. It's, let's forget about it. It's rotten. There's nothing we can do about it. Just let it die. Let it go. The year is almost over. Nothing can come out of it. Let me say something to somebody prophetically. This week, the Lord will disappoint your disappointment. There is disappointment that you already feel. And maybe you've not even articulated it. Or you're like, let me manage it on God's behalf. God will disappoint your disappointment in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for somebody who is weak and who is weary in their humanity and in their minds. I pray a release of strength for you in the name of Jesus. Martha was exasperated, was exasperated. He said, see, this thing is stinking. It's, it, there's a stench around it now. It's odoriferous. Let's not talk about it. Why? He has been dead for days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, someone say, Father. I thank you that you have heard me. Oh, I wish somebody would make that personal. I wish somebody would really make it so personal. It does not stop there. Verse 42. And I know that you always hear me. The reason I'm just saying this is because of the people who are standing by. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said those things, he cried with a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out. 
Oh, I want to proclaim over somebody as a messenger of hope this morning. Certain things that are died in your life. Certain things that cease to exist. Certain things that were cut off and cut out and cut down. And John, you said, maybe I should stop hoping. I should stop believing. I should stop trusting. As you follow the protocols of guaranteed answers, because there's a protocol, those things will come out again. They are coming alive again. I tell you no lie. God is going to give us witnesses this week. I'm telling you. Now so you better get ready. Because where the enemy said not so. God says none so. There's a protocol. And I'll show you some of the things there. He said God you always hear me but I said something. And then, in spite of the fact that you always hear me, he spoke, he cried out with a loud voice. So there are protocols. The fact that God hears does not mean you won't cry. <laughs> the fact that you cry does not mean you won't tell them to roll the stone. <laughs> because for some of us, the answer has been released, but the stone has not been rolled. I want to show you. I will share some points in this service and the second service, some other points. Please Take 30 seconds and pray and say, Lord, I don't want this message to be just another powerful message. I want it to be my message. I want this to be my message, God. I want to hear your voice. I know that you bless us with powerful revelation or messages. But this one, I want to hold on to a testimony starting from the teaching itself and all through the rest of my life. I want it to be so conspicuous and so personal. And so memorable for all the right reasons. The father hears you. The father hears you. Thank you Jesus. Father we thank you for the spirit of grace and supplication. It is poured over this house. Thank you for the impartation of the anointing. Oh, I feel such a sweet anointing right now. I see dark clouds not being rolled away just above people's heads, but they are being released from the hearts, from the chest. Blackness, blankness, bleakness is being replaced with hope and joy. Somebody, you can experience the oil of joy right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. That's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For those who are online, the Lord is reaching you right now. The Lord is touching you right now. I still see the hand of God on people's hearts, healing hearts, even physical hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Please be seated. There are few things as frustrating for a believer as the feeling of unanswered prayers. Few things as disappointing. As a matter of fact, if you have a friend in your life or a family member or a loved one, say, I don't do church again. 
I don't believe all those pastors. Mm, church, they just collect your money and your time. Many times you trace it back to disappointment. Many times you trace it back and disappointment can happen in different ways. It can happen because of a scandal in local assembly. It can happen because of intense persecution and people not being able to stand. It can happen because of protracted waiting on prophecies. But many times, one of the pivotal things that causes disappointment for the believer is the feeling that I cried to God and it didn't come through for me. And if we're going to be honest, I'm sure that there are at least seven out of ten people here who are going to say, I felt like that at some point or the other. Oh, can I have a show of hands of all the people who belong to that feelings of disappointment committee, FODC. You just... <laughs> Come on, just, just wave your hand. Let's know that we're not alone. Amen. You prayed. You know you prayed, right? You prayed. Some of you prayed so you lost your voice. And you're very sure that at least after losing my voice, I should gain answers. Suppose we're theatrical, we're dramatic in the way that we communicated. We're very fervent and we just believed, but somehow it did not happen. Can I propose to you that there's a protocol in God that will give you light and understanding about all of that? That from today, you're going to have a much faster and higher rate of reception. When it comes to the request you present before God. So if there's anybody here who's dealing with disappointment, we have all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> I can share with you stories and stories and stories, but I remember one particular one about how somebody was like a spiritual daughter to me died. She died under very weird and strange circumstances, very unavoidable. And one of the major things that you might hear sometimes is that before people are very close to you die, you even you have a feeling or a sense that I should talk to this person or should really as you have a Now, of course, I'm not dealing with guilt or condemnation. We never had again just wonder, maybe if I had called, maybe but I've made different decisions, right? Amen. But you're not responsible for anybody. People make their choices. But sometimes there's a part of it that goes, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe. And But I didn't. And then she passed. And it was very shocking. I remember I was still asleep when I was called. And then we ran. We ran off to the hospital. We spent hours and hours and hours praying. As the Wednesday praying. Were you there? Were you there? Or you, you knew about it? Right. Praying and praying. We prayed to a prayer circle. We did prayer circle. Prayer. Baby girl didn't come up. Sam, I'm going to show me, show me the body, lay hands. And you know, when that happens, when you believe, this one is not that you did not believe. Is anybody here? You believe. So some of us, we've experienced that before. Maybe your phone got missing and you just believed, I will find this phone. <laughs> You go up and down. You go everywhere. You even pay astronauts to use international satellites to zoom in. There's IMEI number. Email. You do everything. I remember Peter's car. Many of you were not even in Kingsman that happened. Was that that was the second car I was given her, but the first car I was buying for her, right? We had a powerful service. Who remembers? Pa amazing service. 
scarcity. One of those, like, imagine that kind of last week's service where there were manifestations, right? We have powerful services, but not all of them are dramatically manifest. So a dramatically manifest service. Unction everywhere. Car was stolen. <laughs> Early as of the morning. Of course, I, I take part of responsibility because I made a, a few dumb decisions around the car, right? <laughs> and sometimes you have to be honest with yourself to say, uh-uh, you bought car, you left the sticker. When you buy car in Lagos, just remove sticker now. Amen. <laughs> Do insurance immediately. Amen. Anyway, <laughs> so because all of us blame the devil, right? And eventually God, but there are possibly some learning points in some of your disappointments. Isn't that so? Isn't that so? <laughs> so let's tell the whole truth. <laughs> the full counsel, right? And I believe God that we'll find the car. I engage the protocols of mercy. Yeah, because there's mercy in God even after you make dumb decisions. I hope you know that. I engaged mercy. I mean, I know Bible at least more. <laughs> I took scriptural verses. Then I did walks, not just speak. So apparently there's a Lagos State. What's it called? What's that company? MVLA or something? Lagos State. That if your car is stolen, you can actually put all the particles. Some of you don't even know. You know, there are certain things you don't know exist until certain things happen to you. I pray certain things don't happen to you. So that you will not know. May they not happen. Don't let me mention certain things. So I don't want to. Right. So, so we did all of that. Wrote letter, wrote notes, did photocopies. And then you go to go and do uh, police reports. They will collect your money on top of missing car. Sir, for us to open the file. Which file are you opening? I can go and buy Manila file there. That green. and So we have to open the file. So okay, how much? 50,000. I have two hands. I can help you open the file. Say, so, okay, I know we don't want to talk to open the case. <laughs> right. So anyway, so, so we have all those things about disappointments. Look at your neighbor say, it's okay for you to feel that way. But I've taught you before, the way you feel and how it is are not necessarily the same thing. Things that are not always the way you feel. And so in understanding the protocols of God, we must be able to see through the eyes of God. Are we here? Genesis 38, let's talk about prevailing prayer. Genesis 38, I'm, I plan to be more tutorial this morning because I want your minds to really understand. And by the one I say tutorial, I don't mean I'm going to unilag. I mean that I'm going to be teaching more um, and more even paced than animated. Even though I might get animated. All right. Genesis 32, talking about Jacob. It's okay. Talking about Jacob. And he arose that night and took his two wives and his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He's not talking about the car that belonged to Jabbok. <laughs> Henry Ford. He took them and sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. And a capital M, which is indicative of a theophanic manifestation or an angelic manifestation. So it's either a theophany or an angelic manifestation. A theophany is when God decides to come as a man in the Old Testament before the Immaculate Conception and before um, coming the fullness of Jesus Christ. Manifesting as a man. So his capital M there, just like Jesus is called the Son of Man. Right? 
It said that a man came to him and wrestled with him until the breaking of day. So here we are introduced to the concept of wrestling. Now one of the major things in prayer is there's a wrestling dimension in prayer. I want somebody to write that down. I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said, what is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. My name is Jacob. Jacob, son of Isaac. What do you say? What do you say? Jacob. Jacob, son of Isaac. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men. And what has happened? Shout it. Listen. There are too many believers who want to prevail without struggling. We have learned a theology that says God doesn't want you to struggle. I'm not sure that's correct though. I think that God does not mind you struggling at junctions where your will is in conflict with his will. And in those cases where your will and his will are in conflict, it does not mean you are rebellious. It means you are human. And it means that God is giving you an opportunity for you to be conquered by him. Because the one who is conquered by God is the one who can, who can conquer for God. <laughs> struggle is not the problem. The direction of the struggle and the cause of the struggle is the real deal. Are we here? God said, you have struggled <laughs> and you have prevailed. Look at anybody say, have you struggled? Now, somebody says, I've struggled. Let me tell what most of us have struggled, the struggle most of us have had. Who did he say he struggled with here? God and? Did he say he struggled with himself? Most of us are struggling with ourselves. There's no future for the one who's struggling with himself. Because if you struggle with yourself, the best you can give yourself is yourself. <laughs> What does it mean to struggle with yourself? That's self-sabotage. Being conscious of yourself, complaining, murmuring, grumbling, musing on what's not working. When you're struggling with God, is that you're engaging the mind of God, you're engaging the provisions of God, and you want to know, God, what exactly are you saying? This is so key to your prayers that it does not matter how fast you roll your tongue when you're speaking in tongues. If you are against God's will, God's mercy says I shouldn't give you what is against my will for you. Let me say it again. It is a demonstration of God's mercies that your prayers are not answered when you're not praying his will. <laughs> he said that he gave them meat and bread in the wilderness and it came with leanness of soul. Which means that physically speaking they looked alright but in their souls they were dying. Little wonder they perished in the wilderness after they ate what? Where they ate in the wilderness? Manna, we read it last Sunday. What's manna? Angels, food. That means that you can eat the substance from heaven and still perish. So Jesus corrects us in the New Testament. He said, Your fathers, they ate manna from the Old Testament, but I am the true bread. Now, what's that bread? The word of God. The intent.
intention of God, which means that the life of your prayer is the intention of God, the will of God. That's what makes your prayer alive, which means that anything that does not carry the will of God in the spirit, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I'll get to it. Anything that does not carry the will of God in the spirit does not register as true prayer in the heavenlies. Is a wish, a desire, a longing, a complaint, an aspiration, an emotional discharge. Oh, come on, somebody now. Look at anybody say, Have you really been praying? <laughs> Please ask your neighbor very, very, very well. Say, I know your lips are moving. <laughs> Some of you are not asking. See, that's what we're saying. Have you really been praying? Some of you still didn't ask. Go to seven people. Go and ask them. Say, have you really been praying? (laughs) Have you really been praying? In our text. Verse 38, John 11, verse 38, see what it says. John eleven thirty-eight. 38. So, I'm laying a foundation to say, the fact that you're in the place of prayer and you feel a struggle does not mean you are wrong. Yes, that, you are getting it. Yes. If I let me tell you, sometimes, Lara God will honor you. Let me tell you what God is doing sometimes. Josh, come help me. Sometimes this is what's going on. You're wrestling. You're wrestling. Many of us start wrestling with ourselves. And eventually, I'll be like, myself is not. That's boxing. But it's okay. It's okay. Open up, pastor. You're wrestling with yourself, murmuring and complaining and all of that. That's yourself. And you're reducing yourself. So, you know, now for me, look at me as I do so. Coconut head, as I guess so. Uh, ordinary wife, nobody has for me. Even husband is not looking for me. This country, even Jackba, they rejected my visa. Even me, I've rejected the angels that God sent. Now, our ordinary SGK, I could not complete. And I still want people to give me food during dining with kings. I don't even know what's going on. I'm even laughing, and nobody is finding it funny. But you know, some of your conversations with yourself are ridiculous. Because you're struggling with yourself. Isn't that so? So after you've exhausted yourself, you now heard a message like this. You start struggling with God. Now, many things that God wrestled with me, that God wants to wrestle, wrestle. This one is like SNES, 1992. Sega, come closer. Hold me, hold me back. Like, Right. Wrestling. Now, in wrestling, this is close contact. In the New Testament, Paul says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against but we wrestle. It's just not against those things. In the Old Testament, we see that you can wrestle with God. (laughs) Now, what you are asking God for, God can give it like this. But the greatest answer to your prayer is not what you get, it's who you become. Yes, 
I can give the Indomie boiled egg like this. But for the Indomie to be ready, I need to cook it. Are you getting it? So some of the seeming delays in prayer is a character development process. That God hides behind your request. Oh, talk to me now. That's why he said, my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. He said, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, my thoughts above your thoughts. So, what this guy is trying to do, boom, he's looking for a blessing. That's what Jacob said. I will not let you go unless you what? Bless me. So, he said, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, that's a problem. Because all your life, you are thinking thief, supplanter. That's what Jacob is. Supplanter, you supper, thief, con artist. He said, your problem is not the blessing. The problem is that even if I give you the blessing now, you'll be blessed as a thief-minded person. So the problem is not a new car, but if I give you a new car, you will be a complainer inside the car. So you'll be driving the car and be complaining that the AC is too cold. Are we here? The issue is not that I don't want to release you to get your own husband. Not like you're with somebody else's husband. Right? But the way you are now. You talk and talk and talk and you talk rubbish. If I give you a husband, you use talk to kill. Literally. So, I'm teaching you staying power. Patience. Holding certain things in. Are you here? How do I know that's the case? Because in Genesis 3, it says, what is your name? He said, supplanter. What is your name? 419. What is your name? Yahoo boy. Geke, geke. The people that cut plastic, plastic, MasterCard, Visa card. But you don't have the master's card. Right? What is your name? I'm a woman. What is your name? Club boy. Said that identity, any other thing I give to you will carry on that identity. You know why? PLT, let me use your bag. This is a bag, right? This is a bag, right? Whose bag is this? Whose phone is this? Sorry, I'm not trying to strip you. Well, you <laughs> so the pure things are pure. When so yes now, what, what are you gonna say? When somebody got up say they stripped me of all my belongings. <laughs> What's this? So anything that comes from her is what? If Jacob gets a car, that's what? That's a thief's car. A thief's marriage. Do you get it? So identity is so important. So he says, you are asking me for a blessing. I'm asking you for a new you. So prayer is not a desperate attempt to meet a need in my life. As a matter of fact, prayer is not an opportunity for me to have my way. It's an opportunity.
Because I'll be like, Pastor, I respect you, but what's this now? <laughs> right? He has a will. And so because he has a will, the time is going to take, I have to first of all convince him that the painting is good for him. So some of the delays in your prayers are God trying to convince you that what you're asking for is not the right thing. Verse 28, see what it says. Verse 28. And he said, your name shall no longer be called what? Jacob, but what? Israel means prince. One who has power with God and with men. Why? For you have struggled with God and with men. In other words, your labeling was contradicting your capacity. Because you have a capacity to engage heavenly forces and earthly forces, but you were wrongly labeled because you were at a certain stage in your life. So many of us are asking God for A, B, C, D when he has quadratic equation blessings for us. And God saying, me granting that without correcting the character in your life is me undermining generations by giving you baby food when they need pounded yam. Are we getting this? This is my introduction. I want to give you a couple of points. Number one. Uh, before I give you the points, let me show you this one. Thank you very much, Josh. You have prevailed. Let me say this. The Lord is not deaf. God is never deaf. Because God cannot do it. It's just the same way you're not going to look at somebody who raped your neighbor, God forbid. You're not going to look at someone who raped your neighbor and say, What are you going to say? Get the behind me. He's an enemy. Now, if he's about to die, that rapist is about to die, is bleeding. And maybe he needs some wire gauze or some glucose or something. Are you likely going to grant that? Likely. Oh, you guys will not. Who am I pastoring again? I'm just, do you get the picture? Right? But if it says, oh, I, I need uh, 5 million naira to buy a car. Wouldn't you say 5 million naira? 
Even though you don't want him to die, right? So the Bible says that the Lord does not delight in the death of the wicked. So it's not as if he wants the wicked to perish, but he's not committed. Are we here? But to the believer, the Lord is committed to your prayers. Watch this. He's committed to hearing you, even if the answer is not what you desired. He's committed. Follow this. So there are different reactions uh, or responses to the prayer of the believer. But the Lord does not say no or uh, I'm not listening to you. Number one, if the timing, write this down. If the timing is wrong, God says slow. If the timing of your prayer is wrong, God says slow. What does that mean? If you are asking too early, God says slow down. Slow down. Slow down. If you are asking too late, God is saying you were slow on that. So the slow is both ways. You might be asking too early or asking too late. So let me give you an example. No matter how hot a prayer warrior Ezekiel was or Zechariah was, no matter how hot they were in prayer, they were never going to see the birth of Jesus Christ. There are certain things that are set in the realm of the spirit. Listen, there are dreams that you have seen in the place of prayer that are not for your time zone. It's for your grandchildren. This is the reason a selfish person cannot do the will of God. Because you think everything you see, you must be the one to birth now. That's not the way it works. When God speaks to Abraham, he speaks to Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Manasseh, Ephraim, all inside Abraham. So you must understand the eternal perspective that the fact that I have the privilege of seeing it does not mean my feet will step into it. Because in my walk with God, I must realize that my vision will always be far-reaching, more far-reaching than my feet. Stop getting distracted, people. Are we here? So, if the timing is wrong, what does God say? Hmm. Are you really ready to learn this morning? If, and you were slow to say slow. If the timing is wrong, what does God say? If the request itself is wrong, that's when God says no. If the request itself is wrong, no. So for example, you come to the house and then you just see some very amazing, beautiful gentlemen, just loaded, anointed. They're powerful and everything. I said, God, I receive him as my husband. And the guy is married. Angels be like... What will God say? God will not even say slow to that. He's not going to say wait till, till his wife dies when she's 85. No. God will say what? No. no. Immediately no. Amen. If the request is wrong, he will say no. This is why as we progress, I'm going to show you that effective prayer does not start until the will of God is known. Otherwise, you're just mouthing wishes, desires. <laughs> but it's not, it doesn't register as prayer until the will of God is being prayed. Number three, if we are wrong, so sometimes the timing is wrong. Sometimes the request is wrong. Number three, sometimes we are wrong. <laughs> we are wrong. And if we are wrong, God says grow. It doesn't matter how much money I have right now. It doesn't matter how passionate Carmen and Ronald are. They are not getting no car keys this year. Do you get that? 
Why? They have to grow. So there are many of us who are asking God, God, send me a thousand customers, but you are mistreating the ten you have. Look at your neighbor say, I'm talking, he's talking about you. Lord, Lord, send us new timers. Fill every chair. Fill every space. But after service, you go back to that, your friend that you've met in Kings for three years and you don't talk to people that are just here for the first time. Look at your neighbor say, grow. Sometimes we're wrong. Have you noticed? Listen, prayer is not what you use to manipulate God. Prayer is the system God created for the proliferation of his will on earth. So the primary, the primary purpose of prayer is not your desire. is his desire. You are my desire. Are you the quench my fire? Are you the foil my fire? You don't quench my fire. Number four. If our placement is wrong, that's if our placement is wrong. So sometimes we are not wrong, but our placement is wrong. God will say, show. Show, show, show. As in show. Show up. Show where you should be. So for example, you're going to see in the Bible how God relocated certain people. He told the prophet, go to the brook Cherith. I have prepared a widow woman for you. Right? Now, imagine the prophet saying, no, 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 no. Uh, my blood. You know, sometimes we say certain things. They can, be, they can be good to preach, but many of them can be contextual. Let me give an example. It does not matter where you are. Wherever you are, your blessing will locate you. How many of you ever went to Rice Jam and you didn't show up at the right center? But you knew all the answers. You had read. You had practiced. Did it happen to anybody? A 400 level course. Um, statistics. And I was supposed to um, write. I taught my friends. I was so sure of the answer. I didn't know they changed the venue. So I got to the venue like five minutes to the time because I didn't want anybody discussing with me. I just want to get in and sit down right and go, you know. So, <laughs> I got there. <laughs> I got there. I saw that you know, there was nobody in the hall. I called a few friends. They told me where the new place was. I had to run. On getting there, trust me, I forgot everything I needed to write. I mean, anxiety. I could not write for about 30 minutes. I just couldn't. I just told the person, just let me just wait. Let me wait. And after a while, I was able to write a bit. But the grade I got wasn't what I would have because I knew everything. But the time wasn't enough. Thank you for the, for the honesty. <laughs> let me tell you, this is how some of us are spiritually. Because you want to do la creme la peau. Because people start talking to you to dilute your concentration. And from being acidic, you become basic and not pass the litmus test. Oh, some of y'all, some of y'all didn't get that. You have a story. Okay, so mine was actually post jam, so it was really intense. Um, 
I had gotten to University of, of Lagos and I didn't know where my space was, the place I was supposed to go and do it. And then I, I, I asked a few people, they were telling me, oh, go like this, go like this, go like this. And then I got, I got there and I was just like, there was, just, there was a crowd there, so I assumed that that was where I was supposed to be. So I stood and I was there and, and everything. Then God just sent one man. He just came and he was like, let me see your, this thing, your, your paper. So there was hall A and hall B. Hall B was all the way down. And I was like, he said, you're not supposed to be here. What are you doing here? Go down this way. But that way, I started running. As soon as I entered the hall, I first removed my shoes. Because this was my admission that was on the line. I was like, God, I beg. <laughs> Thankfully, I passed and I, I got into university. Let's celebrate those two testimonies. But those are, those are metaphors. Now, maybe you didn't cram, but you wanted to stay by yourself. Some of us, we're not gathering with believers. And because we're not conversing with other people, the insights you need to direct you to the right place, you don't have it. Listen, God doesn't just do anything for any man that is just for that man and God. There's always a man equation in every divine operation. He said, you've struggled with God and with the prodigal son. I've sinned against you and against heaven, against heaven and against my father. Listen, if your prayer request doesn't factor the good of another man inside, it's not yet mature. Yeah. What is the good for somebody else in it? What's the good for somebody else in it? When you get blessed, who else gets blessed? So I clipped uh, yesterday or two days ago about the Jewish business people. I said that when a Jew makes money, at least five other people make money. Five other Jews make money. Right? So you, you are holding on to prophecy. Maybe Mr. Oche prayed for you and you got the job. Do you know that you should take a prophet's offering? And say, oh, my pastor, my team lead, my ministry director. Are you aware of that? Do you know that if there was somebody who referred you, the person should get a gift? Are you aware that once you start working, your parents should start hearing from you? You can start with two or three times a year. Your goal should be every month. I hope you know. If it's not every month, you do one huge lump sum and just, do you get it? So number one, if the timing is wrong, what does God say? Number two, God says no. If we are wrong, God says. If our placement is wrong, God says. If we are right and the timing is right and the placement is right, God says go. After the Sunday, you'll be getting a lot of goes, goes, goes. Said so that one goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes. So there are five major factors in answered prayers or unanswered prayers. Five. Number one, ability. Number two, willingness. Number three, character. Number four, timing. Number five, recognizability. Ability, willingness, character, timing, recognizability. Let me explain what that means. For anything you are asking God for to happen, these five things need to be in place. Anything you want any human being to do, if they don't have the ability, they cannot help you. I hope you know. 
If you ask a human being for what does not have the ability to do, the only other thing it can do for you is the ability to connect you with somebody who has the ability to do it. But ability is a requirement for granted requests. Now we know that in God's case, is he able to do all things? Is he able to do all things? Absolutely. Now, in prayer, Josh, come help me again. Oh, Josh is writing. Don't worry. Um, Fido. In prayer, it's like communication. There's encoding and decoding. There's encoding, there's transmission, there's reception and decoding. It's a process. It's communication. So, every communication process has at least these four things. There's a fifth one, potentially. There's interference. And then you can add medium to it. Encoding is you are trying to crystallize what you want them to hear. What you want them to take away from the communication. Right? And then you transmit. That means you externalize that, what you've encoded. You transmit it through a medium. And then they have to receive it. So this microphone has a receiver on the other side. Are we following? It has everything to do with your prayer. Everything. Now when it's received, there's now got to be what? Decoding. Like, what are you trying to say? And there will be feedback. What you call answer to prayer is feedback. Those five things I mentioned, no, slow, go, grow, show. That's feedback. Because you're in talking terms with God, God always gives you feedback. It's just that some of us, God said no, but you heard show. So you end up marrying, not you in the name of Jesus. The person ended up marrying a witch. Because the person said, I sense peace. <laughs> but he know that sometimes when you sense peace, it's actually P-I-S-S. Because they get to piss you off. I discovered that sometimes some people actually act like people. Sometimes. Because they piss you off. So, the feedback. Why? What stands in the way? Interference or noise. Was interference or noise? Sometimes the soul is too busy. That's why the Bible does not say, they that pray to the Lord shall renew their strength. No. He said, they that wait. Part of the waiting process is that, come help me, Tino, stand over here. Part of the waiting process. So, he's asking God for stuff. Right? You're asking. You encode it, you transmit. Transmission is prayer, you're speaking words and all of that. We have a mediator, Jesus, right? So you pray in the name of Jesus. God hears it and is sending back to you. Now, the disruption to your prayer can happen from here or from here. I hope you know. In this place, the noise, the demons can never stop this. They can't, are you here? You have access to the Father. So demons can never stop this. Are you following? Come bold and fall throne of grace and mercy. We'll look at that. Demons can't stop that. You have access to the Father. But you know what can cause noise in this? You. Your soul. Anxiety. So he says, but anxious for nothing. Past disappointments can stand there. So that when you're speaking to God, you're speaking to your new image of God. You have begun to see God in a lesser light. You have begun to see God in an AEJ, AUJ manner. So instead of being bold, you are cold. 
You are now coloring God. You're not like, sometimes God doesn't use answer, Joe. Are we here? These are heavy issues. Because sometimes the God you're praying to is an idol. You're not praying to the Father. You're praying to the new construct. The God you have created in your mind to manage disappointment. Can we be honest? So noise can happen. However, watch this now. Thank you. Thank you. However, watch this now. From this angle... When results are coming, angels, demonic forces can interfere with that. (laughs) This is the reason Paul said, I wanted to come to you. But what happened? He says, Satan hindered me. Preacher of grace. Apostle of Christ. He said, I wanted to come. I was willing. But Satan hindered me. Another place he said, a great and effectual door has been opened unto me. But what? Now, why, why can you pray to the Father and they can't affect that? As in demons can't block your prayers. You can. But when you're coming from the Father, they are allowed to. I'll tell you. For we wrestle not against flesh, against and power, against where they still have access in the high places and how do they cause complication it does not mean they will carry hijack the blessing in the heavens as people make it seem no they have access to the air so as you have prayed lord touch the heart of my boss let him favor me as i do my work let him recognize the good in me let him see what is happening all of that that is you've prayed be registered god is granting you favor but guess what the principalities will do we'll get the boss's secretary to say hmm that's you know, guy is too proud. See everything he's doing. That's spiritual warfare. The heavenly places speak about the atmosphere. In other words, the atmosphere around the minds of those that the Lord has set to be the carriers. Are we here? Let me show you in the Old Testament. Uh, wise men, they were going to see Jesus, right? They passed by the, the palace of Herod. What did Herod say? Pardon? When you find him, come and tell me so that I will. What was he trying to do? Jesus. When Jesus was born on earth, did they try to kill him or not? So why do you think the enemy will allow your prayer points glide to you without any battle? The birth of Jesus could not be stopped, but once he came into the earth space, the devil said, let me stir up Herod to kill him. So, what many of us do in the place of prayer is that you've done the transmission. But whilst waiting for the feedback, you stop praying. The prayer is not just to sustain the first leg, the second leg of the battle. Are we getting it? I've prayed. I've made my request known. Eh, They have heard. All of them. The Father has heard, the Son has heard, the Spirit's Spirits, not just the methylated one. Are we getting this? So let me give you a couple of points. Obviously, I can't go to find the service. Thank you. I still need you guys. Number one. So now, if you're going to get answers to your prayers, 
God has the ability. He answers that. But do you have the ability to tarry and receive? Are we following? What was Jesus doing that he prayed for one hour and more than one hour? He said to the disciples, could he not tarry with me for an hour? In other words, he must have prayed for at least an hour. What was, what was he praying about? If it's just tell God what you want. You know, sometimes we just, we just deceive ourselves unwittingly. Manifest it. The son who has seen the father said, no man has seen the father but the father but the son he has made him known. The one who descended from him tarried on earth for an hour. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to step up. Because the moment you register that request, there are all kinds of activities in the realm of the spirit. All kinds. It becomes a free for all. Yeah. It's about who grabs it. Like John Wick. You know John Wick? Have you seen John Wick? If you haven't seen John Wick and... You haven't seen any movie in this world. You don't know... (laughs) Then the willingness. Is the father willing? Is the father willing? He's willing. Character. Does the father have the character to give? But then, there's the other part of it. There are two sides. Do you have the character to receive it? Because the Bible says that the devil is called the accuser of the brethren, right? You know how the demons attack? One of the ways in which demons attack the believer, as in the request of the believer, or try to delay, complicate it, is after the father's released it, the accuser of the brethren will now accuse... It's not just accusing to the father now. It's accusing. Say, ah, Tinder is always coming late. We can't send him to Netherlands now. If he can't get to Lagos land early, how will he show up? Netherlands. Neverland. This is also why your character can be a tool in the place of battle. It said, lest the enemy take advantage of us. That he should not find something that he can use as an arsenal against you in the realm of the spirit. Do we see? I pray God didn't answer. That's because you think prayer is just words. Prayer is a posture. (laughs) That's why I said, having done all two, the first thing it deals with in prayer is what? Posture. I think I'm teaching postures apart. On Sunday or so. That's the first thing. It's first of all a posture. He said that he's at the right side of the father. That's posture. And it forever leaves to make. So prayer is first of all a posture. Before it's a conversation. And then we have to then deal. With recognizability. Can you recognize it. When, when it comes. Let me see if I can give you. Because we're talking about timing. Alright, so let's deal with this. Number one, for you to get answers to prayers, number one, please be seated guys, thank you. Approach God as your father in our text. In our text, don't forget we spoke about struggle and rumblings and all. Verse 30, then Jesus again groaning in himself. He groaned in himself. But he didn't stop there. 
he engaged man and God. Because after you struggle, this very cute, thank you. After you struggle with yourself, because groaning with yourself is not what causes the difference. I hope you know that. What does he then do? What does he do now? Came to the tomb. tomb. And Jesus said, take away the stone. He engaged something in the spirit and engaged man, human beings. And those are also the two dimensions to your prayer. Many times, God is going to use a human being. This is the reason you can't be polite to God and rude to people. And don't say, this person can never be a blessing to me. That's how we know you're not ready. Because the greatest test in your life is how you treat people that look like they can't do anything for you. When you go all the way to verse 41, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, and said, write this down, approach God as father, F-A-T-H-E-R, don't approach him as father, F-A-R-T-H-E-R. Don't approach God as if he's far somewhere. Don't approach as if he's stuck on an island. Don't approach God as if he's far away. Jesus actually said that the Gentiles, they use many words trying to impress God. What I'm trying to suggest to you is if you feel depressed at any time, you can change it instantaneously. God is not like a medical doctor you have to book an appointment for and say, do you have a card in this hospital? Oh, you have to bring police reports. No. You already have a report card with God. Whose report shall you believe? Somebody shout, God is my father. Now, I love the energy, but I want to hear the meaning from your heart and the love in your voice and the tonality. God is my father. When Jesus taught us to pray, he said, when you pray, say, our father. When you pray, don't approach God as father. F-A-R-T-H-E-R. As if it's far off that he can't hear you. It does not mean you don't shout or cry because Jesus cried with a loud voice inside this place. So, some people like, the reason I don't pray loud is because I'm intimate. There's time for that. But there are other times you must be out to meet. Right? O-U-T-T-E-A-M-M-A-T-E. When it's corporate prayer, part of what galvanizes that energy, open your mouth and pray. Amen. There's a difference in approaching God as George and approaching God as your father. Many of us were raised to approach God as George. One of the signs is you deal with guilt consciousness. One of the signs is the first thing you do when you're in praise. Father, forgive us for all of our sins. Who was taught that? Who was raised in that kind of background, environment? The first thing. Ah, every sin of omission and commission. How about the sins of remission? Knowingly and unknowingly. In thoughts, in words, in deeds. 
in action and inaction. <laughs> Pardon? Sins of negligence, unwillingness. Pardon? Knowingly and knowingly. Consciously and unconsciously and subconsciously. When we're awake and when we're sleeping, the sin we committed in our dream. Forgive us of the sins of our forefathers and the sins of our four children. Now, let me be clear. God deals with the issue of sin very seriously. That's why he died for it. So, when I approach it, I approach it from a premise of the finished work, from value for what he has done. I bring forth repentance without condemnation. Are you hearing that? Now, by the way, repentance, when you turn away from your sin, I mean, the Bible says repent and then believe in the Lord just try and be saved. You turn away from your sins. That repentance does not mean you have stopped sinning. That's not what it means. <laughs> Now, repentance is that you are taking God's posture against sin. You're not seeing sin as a weakness. You're seeing sin as an enemy. In other words, you are agreeing with God that this thing is destructive. Are we here? Now, when you've agreed with God, what is happening is God purges your conscience. So, when you come to pray, the first thing is not God forgive me. You know why? Because that's also an aberration of the protocols of prayer. If the first thing is God forgive me, guess who we are putting first? Yourself. So that sets the tone for the rest of the conversation. It means you are pro going to process your request based on what you think you deserve. Based on how well you think you are praying. Because you that you think God will not hear you because of what you've done. You now be like, am I arranging the theology right? Am I quoting the scripture right? Do you see that? Say, so come boldly before the throne of grace. In the Lord's prayer, he does not even say forgive us our trespasses until later. And the Lord's prayer is still technically Old Testament. It's a good template, but it's technically still Old Testament. Are you here? So the first thing is, God, I thank you. You are great. You are good. You are powerful. You are kind. You are loving. You are trustworthy. In spite of my failures, my weaknesses, you love me. You've loved me before I even knew there was anything like love. You love me out of my failures, out of my weaknesses. You are my song in the night time. You are my king. You are my way maker. You are the one who has made all things well. You lifted me out of the merry clay. You set my feet on solid rock to stay. You have brought me out of the dark he'll set me to sit with princes you are my father Abba I love you with all of me I raise my hands to you thank you God for dying for me thank you for the finished work of Jesus on the cross thank you for the blood that even when my conscience condemns me you are greater than my conscience and Lord I just thank you that you, you don't throw me away Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me about how rude I was three days ago. I come forward with repentance. Lord, I'm learning I will do better. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. Oh, God, I, I, I still said the wrong words yesterday. 
Oh God, I still watched porn last night after three weeks. Lord, I'm still struggling in that area. I ask for your mercy. I receive your grace. Cleanse my heart. Feel the void, the broken parts of me that want to fight you against all odds. I receive the mercy of Jesus Christ. I bring forth repentance. I agree that it's an enemy. I agree, God. And I, I speak that you are cleansing me from within right now. You are purging the tendencies. You are fixing my vulnerabilities. Thank you, Lord, for strength. I will do better. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting better. They that wait upon the Lord, you are renewing my strength. You are making me stronger than ever before. I break out of this. Thank you, God. My strength is renewed. My voice is not shut down in the realm of the spirit. I rise boldly because I have an advocate with the Father. That's how you pray. Imagine that you claim somebody is your friend and every conversation, I'm so sorry. I'm such a useless friend. Every conversation. I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm just a coconut head. I let the fire burn the whole place. Is that friendship? That's slavery. So approach God as a father. Listen, the concept of fatherhood was not man-made. It's God that first owned it. So God was the first father. He's the first father. And the perfect picture of fatherhood. And I said, he that comes to me, I will in no wise. Cast in no, do you know what in no wise is? In no wise. To not know, say, in no wise shall he cast you out. As in, once you come in the name of Jesus... In quote, my hands are tied. I'm committed. I'm eternally committed to Jesus. So as long as you believe in Jesus, you are good. Do you understand it? Jesus spoke here, and it's a run. Well, Jesus spoke here and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I have so many other points, as many as I'm able to wait for the second service. Please do wait for the second service to really, really bless you. And if you can't wait, please listen online. It's so important. He said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I thank you that you've heard me. <laughs> the month of December, you're going to record the highest number of answers you've gotten. Thank you that you've heard me. And then it says that you always, you always hear me. Always. I'll share some more things in the second service. But well, let me give you an assignment before I ask a pastor or minister to come close the service. I want to write down about 10 things you want to believe God for. In the second service, I'll tell you what you need to do about those 10 things. And one of the things you need to do is to find out, is it the will of God? And if it's the will of God, is the timing now? Because for some of the things we're trusting God for, is the will of God. But it's not the will of God for now. It's not on heaven's calendar for the next two years. 
But there are certain things that are on God's calendar for many people. Things like marriage. You have a good job. You have clarity concerning your future. Your character is solid. You're sacrificial. You're willing to learn and grow. You can get married. Right? Trusting God for the fruit of the womb. You can have your baby. You're ready? The same things are the will of God. But the other things are the will of God. So for, uh, that may not be the instant will of God. Let me tell you something. The kind of phone you use doesn't hold much weight in the realm of the spirit. iPhone 14, iPhone 14. iPhone 12 will do just as well for what you need it for. So try not to use your faith for things that don't matter. Use your sense for them. They don't matter. What you need is mobility, not a Mercedes-Benz. You need a car, not a Lexus. <laughs> you need accommodation, not a mansion in Banana Island. At least not now. So use your sense for the things that don't require. But things like, you know why things like marriage are very important? They affect two people. They affect the kingdom. They affect the church. They affect generations. Children, destiny, purpose. And this is why you must know that even when it comes to bearing children and having a marriage, don't put yourself first. God, what kind of man do you want me to partner with? What kind of children are we raising through this divine dynasty? Put God first. The moment Hannah told God that if you give me a son, I'll give you a prophet. God said, done. You know why? It's not that God is selfish. It's that God is strategic. God needed a prophet to replace Eli. And I'll speak about Eli because part of prayer is honor. It said people that lightly esteem me, I will lightly esteem. One of the things that answers guarantees prayer is, is your honor level with God. So make that list. And then when we do the second service, you're going to use the second service as a checklist for the different things. And I'll tell you how to walk through them. By the grace and mercy of God, at least seven to eight of them will be done within 30 to 60 days. The ones that are not done, so that be a timing issue or a character issue. I want God to pour upon this house answered prayers. Answered prayers. So that we know that if he hears us then, he will grant us the petition that we have made of him. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.